0: Rats. Welcome to Send This to Trace, I'm Hannah, I'm Emily, and we're two best friends who are recapping one of our favorite shows, CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Join us as we make our way through the top 50 ranked episodes and get a heaping dose of 2000s nostalgia along the way.
1: Let's get to it! Woo! Ow! That won't go in <laughs> Welcome back to
0: Send This to Trace, everybody. Hope y'all are doing good. So we're back for episode two. And if you have made it through episode one and continued on to episode two, you're a star. (laughs) And (laughs) thanks for supporting this weird nostalgic podcast that we've decided to put together. So our episode for episode two is actually ranked number 50 on our list of the 50 greatest CSI episodes of all time. So we're at the bottom of the barrel (laughs) for episode (laughs) two. And this is actually the episode right after the one that we just did. So that was episode one. Season 1, episode 7. This is season 1, episode Mm 8. And this episode is called Anonymous. And it took a real dramatic turn. So, I'm Uh, really ready to talk about it. Yeah, girl. (laughs) So, the way that we're going to do this, because I messed up, is instead of doing doing the whole episode summary to begin with, we've split it up between two cases. Because the summary that I base my summaries on and kind of, you know, write from, I didn't scroll down far enough to get to the second case. So... (laughs) We've got my summary for the first case, and then Emily's going to read the uh, summary from fan- from the CSI fandom website, which we'll link in the description because I want to give them credit for uh, yeah. for the second case that we've got going on. So we're gonna jump yeah, right on into this one
1: because you boo didn't. Make her own notes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We're
0: ironing the kinks out of this yes. website. Like, I completely skipped this episode on the list, actually. Yes. And we planned another one, and I was like, oh, wait, I forgot the 50th episode on the list. <laughs> so, it up. so here we go with the first and primary case of this episode. So the episode opens with Grissom and Brass seeing double as they are called to an apparent suicide in a hotel room. The victim, Stuart Rampler, is dead in the room's bathtub on top of a sleeping bag. Along with the body is a recorded quote-unquote suicide note in a callback to a previous case. And the details are shockingly similar to this first case of Royce Harmon, whose murder was investigated several months ago. Grissom makes the realization that Harmon's killer has struck again. Now, I have a question for you. Yes. So, I've not watched anything previous to Mm -hmm. what we've been doing for this podcast. You have. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is this a previous episode? Or is this just something that they're referring to that happened quote-unquote in the past?
1: I want to say that it was now because I can't they, remember. they gave
0: an awful lot of details for it to be something they didn't for cover in an episode but then some I saw somewhere written that Sarah wasn't a part of the team when they did that and so because they're having to recap it for Sarah too
1: right And so I don't know if it's because I know he goes to the warehouse and um because Grissom picks up a hand. Because the the fingerprints right are found at the scene. For yeah, these yeah, guys, yeah. You know, whatever.
0: So he's been at the <sighs> warehouse before.
1: Grissom has. Okay, yeah, that's
0: helpful. So at least so, it's referenced in another episode. I then. think. I think so. I okay. think it
1: is. Um, I'll have to go back and look and mm-hmm. see. But um, I actually meant to write that down because uh, <laughs> the way this comes into you know because because it does a flashback or whatever. Right. Um. But, yeah, I, I think there's some some sort of correlation, like, on the episodes before.
0: Mm-hmm. And also in this hotel room, did you notice the, like, brick te- 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 television? The te- television. <laughs> the te- television. <coughs> the television in the fancy... Um, I just
1: shoved a to spit.
0: <laughs> in the, quote-unquote, fancy hotel room is, like... It's so block. early two
1: thousands. I mean it was, dear God. it was it was
0: before early two thousands. It was like ancient and it was like flickering on and off, and I was like, This is not the TV they give you in this kind of hotel room.
1: <laughs> anyway. It was a very fancy hotel. <laughs> very fancy For it to have a boxy um television, yes.
0: So as Grissom continues investigating, he begins to share with Sarah, who's kind of acting as we are in this episode. Like, we don't know anything about this. The only fingerprints found at the first murder, Royce Harmon's, belonged to a man named Paul Melander, an artist who makes Halloween paraphernalia for a living and used his own hand as a mold for the creepy bloody rubber ones that you can
1: buy. Which is creepy in and of itself. It's so weird. Um, You, you do you boo if you like that kind of stuff, but
0: <laughs> yeah... Royce Harmon's killer the first murder used one of these rubber hands to place prints at the scene to throw off the investigation so Grissom gives Sarah this really fancy like bright red powder and instructs her to find any fingerprints she can at this new crime scene because they're really going to have to dig if they're going to find ones that you know that can make sense
1: right because it's a hotel so it's yeah, just because they clean it doesn't mean, you know... Yeah, there's fingerprints everywhere. Yeah, yeah that's... Ugh. To think about that is, like, really disgusting. But anyways... In the um, morgue... So, Sorry, would you have? No, like, I was just... <laughs> where he goes... Where Grissom goes back to the um, lab... uh uh-huh. Because they're like, holy crap. Like, this is, the, you know, another... Or the same killer struck again. Yeah. Uh, going off the board. And Sarah was like, what does that mean? And uh, Catherine is like... uh the ones that got away. It's a giant fish bulletin board.
0: I must have missed that. Did you I remember that? that line, but I didn't see it.
1: Yeah. No, it is literally a f- giant fish bulletin board. Oh, and it's is going off the board. Because <laughs> <laughs> he comes in he's like, all right, we're going off the board. And Sarah's like, what? the And Catherine is like, that means this is the one that got away. Catherine's like been
0: through too much. She just like caters to it like a child at this point. She's like, whatever.
1: They've been working with, yeah. So I thought that was funny. um, That's hilarious. Because it literally is a giant fish with uh, notes pinned to
0: it. (laughs) Notes pinned to it. So in the morgue, Doc tells Catherine and Grissom that Stuart, the newest victim, had a muzzle stamp bruise on his temple, which means that he was forced into the tub at gunpoint. And this confirms that both Stuart and Royce were victims of homicides and not suicide. So they're pretty sure that it's a serial killer at this point. Yep. At the hotel, Sarah finds nothing of importance apart from a bill of Stewart's that can that appears ready to be mailed off with an upside down stamp. She also discovers that even with Grissom's fancy powder, there are no prints <laughs> at all at the scene. It's sterile, so it's been completely wiped down,
1: which is also very creepy. Yeah, because it's a hotel and it's completely clean. Like that's just... also was the detective <laughs> in
0: the hotel like giving you like weird sexual vibes with absolutely Sarah. yeah what,
1: what was he like staring at her like is it that? like freaking creepy
0: and she was like okay daddy-o turn off the lights yeah or something. And and i was like, like are we watching something is it established that's like, that you like, all are, have a friendship or yeah. do you just talk to people like that because no, it i it's mean, just
1: a weird interaction either way
0: it just yeah because he's funny. not even
1: in the majority of the episode. he's just no he's, he's in that the, like um, one scene well, that, did he, was he there, like, at the initial? Possibly. And then he went to, like, go, I guess, kind of, like, quote, unquote, supervise. Yeah. You know, like, kind of be, like, a second mm-hmm. a second person for that. Yeah. People are weird. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Especially <laughs> in don't a Don't call people
0: daddy-o. <laughs> yeah.
1: Especially in a bathroom.
0: Oh, she also said the line, I love bathrooms. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No, it's disgusting. <laughs> She's like, I just found like oh, you won't believe how many bathrooms that I've so hotel bathrooms funny. that I have found like these. I found millions like a thousand
0: prints, and like he's nasty. like, Wow, I'm real turned on now.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a weird. De- there was dialogue. A Yeah, it was weird. Yeah.
0: So Catherine and Grissom's next stop in their investigation is a visit to Royce Harmon's mother. She provides them with a recording of her son's voice to confirm that he is speaking on the suicide recording. She believes the voice is not her son's. We get our first interaction with Greg. Hallelujah! <laughs> he takes a look at the stamps on the bills that Sarah collected and determines that all but the upside-down stamp contains Stuart's DNA. So the upside-down stamp has DNA from someone unknown. Sarah refers to the killer as quote-unquote anonymous and believes the killer to be playing with the team, giving them a set clues and dead ends to follow.
1: Oh, which, like, makes me just cringe. I know. Like, when people use their... Noodles that God has given them uh, to outsmart uh, CSI people. Yeah. Don't like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Don't like it at all.
0: Catherine and Grissom. Grissom. <laughs> Grissom. <laughs> Grissom. <laughs> Catherine and Grissom visit a very suave jazz producer who takes a look at both suicide recordings and the recording provided by Royce's mother.
1: And he was hitting on Cat Why? Yes. Why? Was that not the most uncomfortable scene? Yes, he like looked her up and down. Yeah. and Grissom is like, move on. Like, he just, he's so I guess
0: everybody's horny in 2000, <laughs> so. Everybody's horny for everyone.
1: Of the opposite sex, I guess. Yes. I put uh, Disco Placid and Catherine flirt. Grissom is not about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, standing there like, dear God, please, like, move on. Yeah, I wrote important things. (laughs) I wrote
0: music producer b Wanton Catherine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, it's determined
0: from the Swab Jazz producer's voice, or his findings, that both voices belong to the victims, and both are identical apart from their personal details. A wrestling page can be heard in the background of both recordings, meaning that the victims were forced to read a script.
1: And then they play the recording side by side, and that's how they the the first victim and the second victim. Yeah. So they they determine that it is for sure a script because it's the same verbiage, same rattling of the paper. Which I would be freaking nervous. More than paper would be rattling. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. <laughs> during all that, but that's true. Yeah.
0: So, Sarah's research on the victim shows that both men had the same birthday. Royce was born in 1958, and Stuart was born in 1957. So, Stuart, the newest victim, is a year younger than Royce. Along with the upside-down stamp and the backwards recording of Stuart, Grissom believes that the teen should begin, quote-unquote, looking backwards for clues. Sarah's instructed to continue looking at crimes for the same date in previous years. People love a date. They love to kill on a date. So,
1: I'm um, I'm curious. So, when they... um. When we figure out like why he's doing this, mm-hmm. does it ever give like a background of like why, like when we go into this next uh, little section here, like why his dad was killed? If
0: they do, it's not in this episode. Okay, yeah.
1: I didn't think so because I was like super confused. I'm like, I don't
0: Sarah uncovers so- a little bit, but as far as like the why goes, I have no idea.
1: Right, like because like they they find out like these two guys with the birthdays they correlate and everything, but mm-hmm. like I'm like, okay, are these guys related to the case? Yeah, or are they just like? He's I don't just know. Maybe he's just picking people. people with
0: this particular birthday.
1: Like how does he do it? It's
0: so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's kind of creepy. <laughs> in a turn of events, two overlapping usable prints are pulled from the tape recorder at Stewart's crime scene the one on top belongs to the rubber hand that we all know about and the other one on the bottom is grissom's grissom concludes that this mean that the killer has quote unquote him under his thumb mm. <laughs> and visits <laughs> and decides to visit paul Melander to see if there's any way he can track purchases however Melander says that he deals mainly in wholesale meaning that he doesn't track who individually purchases his creepy halloween hands
1: which that makes sense I it mean, does it like in the scene that it shows that he's he's Pretty much there by himself. Yeah, he just makes them. It, right, he's it's like a hobby for him, but like he's also making money off of it. Um, but when Grissom goes to the warehouse, it is so creepy. I put that it it reminds me
0: of the movie Zodiac, which is my one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, when Jake Gyllenhaal goes down in the basement of the guy that makes um, movie uh-huh. posters, ugh, that's that's I got that just, same feeling,
1: and yeah, I did it not just like it. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the most intense part it's of just, the Zodiac is exactly how I felt here.
1: <laughs> well, then, and he he walks in, and Paul Melander is working on like his little creation of it's uh, called Nasty. What was it
0: called? It's like. <laughs> It was like Harvey did, like Two Face, like
1: yeah. It it was a Two Face thing, but I I can't remember what he said. Which was great
0: foreshadowing that I didn't get it the first time I watched it through. But yes,
1: (laughs) yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, created it. uh, Yeah,
0: and he gives him coffee, and Grissom's like, "Sure, I'll drink the coffee." I know.
1: Yeah, let's not drink
0: the coffee. Wonder how my print got obtained.
1: His print got obtained because he touched the uh, rubber hand.
0: Oh yeah!
1: So Catherine so, finds that out. So when he, um, yeah, so whenever he picks up the rubber hand, the first for the first time for the case, the first case or whatever, um, because of the material that it is, mm-hmm. it was easy to lift off yeah. a print. Which is, I don't want to know why people or how people figure this lot thing people out. Why people do what they do? Like, yeah, it's yeah. super
0: creepy. All right. So continuing the investigation, Stewart's. ATM card has been used for withdrawals after his death, according to Brass. And Grissom gets super duper excited about the prospect of getting a photo of the killer. However, the photos show a homeless man flipping through cards with different pictures on them. Grissom, when they t- when Brass told him about the ATM, was like, What? An ATM takes pictures? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like manic.
1: And I was Bring like, me ATM. <laughs> I want the whole ass ATM. <laughs> And no. I don't think that he gets the ATM. I think he does. I think he, does. Use- oh, I think does, he? he does, yeah. Okay. Maybe I just missed that part. It uh, is but the so uh, funny. video footage, dear Lord. It's creepy. It's very creepy. And the fact that he was smart enough to use a homeless man. Oh, yeah.
0: Somebody that can't be, that just needs that money that's desperate. That just can't
1: be traced back to, like, yeah. anybody specific. Yeah.
0: And, and this is funny to me. In a really wild, logical train of thought, the team concludes that these cards mean that the killer won't stop until they receive justice. I was uh, like, yeah. y'all are taking so many leaps here to think that this is what this means. I would have no idea what that meant. I it's know. like these hands crushing a dove yeah. and like letting the dove free. And Catherine's like, or Sarah's so like, the dove means justice. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought a dove meant peace. They say that, and then I think she's like, oh, wait, it's justice. <laughs>
1: that, that doesn't
0: that doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: this is so stupid, but uh, yeah. Just, I was I like, know. they
0: really didn't want to take the time to have them actually figure it out.
1: <laughs> Did you notice the uh, TVs that they were reviewing the footage uh-uh. on? No. Dear Lord. They're super old, too. They're like mini TVs, kind of like the, the, at the uh, casino. Or oh, yeah. Like in the security room where they've got like 500 <laughs> Um, Dear Lord. At the, uh, quality of those, uh, box TVs. <laughs> those boxes. Yeah. Good yeah. gravy. It
0: was, it was crazy. <laughs> Brass tacks, tracks down this homeless man who says that he was paid to flip the cards by a man who eerily fits the description of Paul Melander. Grissom is furious with himself for not seeing this sooner and heads out to Melander's warehouse with Catherine and the SWAT team. Meanwhile, Sarah, through her research, finds that Melander's father was forced to commit suicide on the same day that the two victims were, were born, Back when Melander was ten, with Melander witnessing the incident, so, so he watched. Whoa, well, he watched two people force his father to commit suicide, and so on. Like the same date that these two men share a birthday, and then decides to repeat it with other people.
1: Is it people at random that he finds? I'm
0: assuming because they gotta be kind of random to like have the birthdays fit.
1: Because I was like, well, how is he finding that specific? date and, like, person and stuff if they weren't related to...
0: Yeah, or if I mean? he just, like, has access to some kind of, like, weird like database. database. Yeah. 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 And can look up stuff he's not supposed to.
1: Oh.
0: That's the only thing I got. I
1: mean, it's, I guess public records. Yeah, it was, was very quick. Of... They didn't
0: spend very much time on it, so I was like, I know, I, I found this like, out. <laughs> I
1: was like, that's why I was asking earlier. Yeah. I'm like, so what is it... Is, what, what do these two men have to correlate with... Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. It's like a... a cor- not that a person who kills... Has to make sense Because a lot of times They don't have a profile at all No and like it's con-
0: This guy just seems to enjoy puzzles And he seems to enjoy like Messing with Grissom And all right. of that stuff yeah. So he enjoys okay. making stuff solvable Solvable I believe But When the team reaches the warehouse It's completely empty uh, Which is a stark contrast From when Grissom visited the warehouse earlier That same day And he's cleared all his shit out And
1: how he managed that As a one man band As one man I don't know
0: Like I Yeah only thing in the warehouse is a single note for Grissom and it is blank inside. It's a very creepy sequence. Uh Paul Melander then visits the lab and leaves a message for Grissom at the front desk that a friend stopped by. Oh, and yeah. then he like salutes the cam the security camera on his way out. Yes.
1: Blech. Which is super creepy. So creepy. Super creepy. Um so let's talk before we go on to the next case. Let's talk about uh Greg's uh choice of fashion here. Okay.
0: <laughs> um so because yeah, Greg is Greg's in a couple of scenes depending on which case you're talking about. He's in the first one and then he's also part of the second one too. I think, right. I think a yeah.
1: Bit. I I think a little bit too. Yeah. No. Um I don't think they give him much credit in his style because his lab coat always covers his his funky shirts. Yes. Um so it was a little disappointing, uh, but he had like the spiky hair. Yes, and was looking pretty cute. You know. Yeah, we'll do. Um,
0: this will be it's, how, it's how's Greg funny. looking? Because yeah, I wrote down the, the gel <laughs> and the, the gel in this boy's hair. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what it's a little, little, spiky. A little spiky. Yeah. Like it
0: would not move. You could pop a balloon with that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I
1: thought that was funny. And like, I like looking at his shirts because they they're are so funny. Wild. And like, it's it's, it's just no, the collar. It. Yeah, it's that's all you see.
0: I wrote down where do you even buy a shirt like that? <laughs> like, who sells? those shirts
1: (laughs) well like like a clown (laughs) story. in the first episode that we did um the early 2000s were struggling with uh identifying themselves Mm -hmm. uh as as a as a whole society greg's just his Um, own man (laughs) he absolutely i don't think he cares about which i think is why
0: i thought he was so cute and i know my husband still thinks that
1: we're crazy he's like you found that dork i think You know, when you're when you're twelve and thirteen, yep. fourteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. That's all we I got don't have much him. to go for. Um, no, and, we don't. And, 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 yeah.
0: And that's all I've got for how's Greg looking. Did you have any other Greg notes?
1: Because he's not he doesn't show up that much in this episode. He doesn't show up in he's these like gradually... first little like few
0: bits. Like yeah. he's there. He's yeah. just like the go to lab guy. Yes. And they get other people to fill those shoes later and so he becomes more part of the team. Yes. But.
1: I also found before we move on, so uh-huh. sorry, squirrely. Um, I also found um, how uh often often uh Greg shows up and What? It's a a graph that's amazing. Uh three hundred and twenty six times in the whole like fifteen seasons. That's
0: incredible.
1: Send that to me. It's it's on that uh, side. That is so funny. So I'll have to figure out how to. How to find you it.
0: probably have to search like his name, I guess. I think
1: I think that's what like I did. Character. I was like trying trying to like look at the characters and stuff. That is and so freaking awesome. And I was like, okay, I have to prove this and show this to Hannah. Oh my gosh, that but is so funny. We'll whatever, put it on her Instagram eventually. Yes, or link to it. So uh, on on these ones that like where it's like showing that he's not there, I th- I read on there where he's not like credited. He's credited at the until like. like more into the He's not the in seasons. the theme song.
0: He's like in the beginning bit like where they have like guest, right. quote unquote guest stars.
1: Right. So he's not like really cr- credited. So I think that's what that part is. Yeah. Where he's like in those episodes but he's not like Focused on like oh yeah he's he's part of the team kind yeah. of thing because he's working the lab or whatever. Gotcha. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever made this table, bless you. If you're um, a contributor to the CSI
0: fandom site, we we owe you a debt of Yes,
1: absolutely. Him. Yeah. Uh, you you go girl. <laughs> um, because I had to print it out and it's in my notes. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the well, first case, and I, like during the entire course of the episode, there's two cases going on at once, which is something that CSI does a lot of the time. They so flip back and forth. They do. And it is it does make more sense to do the summaries where you have got one case and then another case. Okay. So the, this second case involves Nick and Warwick and their little bromance competition Lord. that they have. That's yeah. kind of really cute. And
1: like I said, I know, I'll, and I don't know where I got Alex earlier, uh, so please forgive me. For Emily that. thinks that Nick's called Alex. <laughs> I don't know how I I don't know how I managed that. Um, pulled that one out of my butt. Uh, his name is Nick. Okay, not Alex. Not Alex. Pray that I don't um, call him Alex during all this. (laughs) Um, but for the for the second case, because like I said, they kind of flip flop back and forth um, between the um, anonymous, quote unquote, anonymous Mm -hmm. person and this. Uh, So this one's a little more. uh, It's lighthearted. You just literally stole the words out of my mouth. Sorry. Like, <laughs> is that insensitive to, like, say no, that it's, like, a lot? And I wrote case?
0: this down because the, the quote-unquote victim in this case does not die. He he lives. And so it makes their, like, kind of corny competition type of thing easier to digest. Because I wrote that down. I was like, thank God they're not, like, actually, like, doing a contest over how someone was actually murdered. <laughs> like, it's a lot more yeah. sensitive to do well, it to someone who's alive.
1: Is it is it why they possibly added this case into this is because... This is a potential serial killer that kind of like lightened the, Pro- yeah. lightened the mood because yeah. that can be kind of a heavy subject mm-hmm. of like serial killers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is hilarious with the romance that, that they have so good. and I absolutely love it. Um... Which, in the uh, next episode that we're going to do, that's why I told you I can't not wait to do it, because when we get to the certain They're, scene... I know which, <laughs> exactly
0: which scene you're talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah, so their
1: bromance gets uh, oh, a little so spicy. Good. I forgot how much I love spicy. that. Yes. Um, so, I think their character... Well, well, okay. Let me put my thoughts on that, like, after... Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll start um, with a summary of yeah, this case. Sorry. I, I, I get sorry. I get too excited about this. No, you're good. <laughs> I <just love> this. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the second case is... Um, uh, a man named Walter Bangler I think so is that how it is okay um, so Nick and Warwick are called out um, to the Hoover Dam where they see a reckless driver has uh, driven off a cliff and whenever they um, get to the scene obviously you know everybody's working hard to to get to um, the person in the car like the they're using the jaws of life to kind of get get in there um, someone, uh, an anonymous caller, um, calls 911, which indicates that there, uh, may be foul play. So, yeah, I can kind of see where they do that. So, when Nick and Warwick arrive, they find the victim, Walter, in- unconscious in the back seat. Um, however, the driver is, uh, unaccounted for. um. Aside from the car the car wreck, Nick finds an empty bottle, uh, a beer bottle nearby and speculates that the driver was drunk um, because the beer in the bottle was still cold when he picked it up. Um, so they come bounce off that theory. And I put uh, Nick and Mark are always uh, competing while solving their case. They bet once they get up to the top, they make bets, and it's like, come on, guys.
0: I have a thing. So I wrote down Nick convincing Warwick to gamble, and my dude got a problem. (laughs) I didn't even think (laughs) about that. Which I guarantee, Dick, Nick, Dick. (laughs) 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 Dick, Dick, Alex, Nick, Nick, N -N I C K, (laughs) Nick. Nick, I guarantee he doesn't know about it, otherwise he wouldn't do it, but he's like, I bet you
1: $50. I don't get out of bed for less than a huh? bill. I wrote that uh, down, too. I don't get out of bed for less than a bill. Yeah, like, boy. Nick,
0: use your context clues. Warwick's got an issue here. <laughs> he's
1: he's clear. Be a good friend. It. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So, they're at the bottom of the cliff. They um, discover the beer bottle. Um, so, they go up to the top of the cliff. Nick measures the tire tracks in the road and estimates the driver was doing at least 70. Um... Grooves in the dirt from the car's frame indicate that it balanced on the edge of the cliff, which, dear God, is scary, That's terrifying. before it before fell over. Nick believes that they're looking for a quote-unquote phantom driver as footprints point towards someone running from the scene. A second set of tire tracks nearby led Nick to guess that someone drove by, picked the phantom driver up, and drove him to the hospital. However, Warwick spots another set of footprints that indicate someone walk up, walked up to the edge of the cliff, um, and he believes that it was a crime, and not an accident. So that's their bet: is that Warwick thinks it's a crime, huh. <coughs> Nick thinks it's foul play. Versus yes, versus Nick driver. thinks it's yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I wrote down at this point. I said yeah, I kind of get the vibe that Nick and Warwick are in love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have a romance. I was gonna edge. be like, now
0: kiss, <laughs> now <laughs>
1: kiss, yeah. Anyway, Um, so in the hospital, Nick and Warwick are informed that Walter, our victim, is heavily sedated and won't be coming off his medications for 12 to 24 hours. Um, So they're kind of bummed that they can't talk to Uh their victim. Um, Warwick observes that there are tail lines on Walter's finger and wrist. However, um, there is no watch or ring among his personal effects. The only thing collected from Walter is a wallet uh, that has no money. And based on this, Nick and Warwick double their bet. Yeah. So, so they it's... think Warwick's like, oh, he's
0: definitely been robbed.
1: Right. Yeah. So that like supports Warwick's theory of yep. a um, foul play gone wrong. They he got robbed, you know, and mm-hmm. left him there to die. Um, so Warwick checks out six different medical centers, but finds no evidence of their phantom driver. The 911 call made at the scene comes back to a Vegas area cell of uh, area cell phone, but no name is connected to it yet. Uh, Nick discovers that the car is registered to Walter and that it was rented from the airport three days ago. Signs point to a Vegas vacation. However, Walter only packed one change of clothes. His ring and watch are still unaccounted for, making work's theory look like the more correct one. Nick uh, super-loose the car and is able to find several prints on the Steering wheel and dashboard. I went I was like super glues what? It's the the stuff that he like fumigates Yes. the um car with. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know why they <laughs> it glue it. He didn't glue nothing. <laughs> I didn't see him glue anything. Like, um, the car back to you? Yeah, so that's what I get for not doing my own summary. <laughs> Sorry. Um thank you, fandom. Yes, uh, thank yeah, you. Whoever. You're linked yes, in the description. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh we, we ain't got time to be copywriting. <laughs> um so it's confirmed that Walter's fingerprints are on the car, but there are speckles of blue dust in the ridges of the fingerprints. Nick and Mark take a closer look at the sample, but neither knows what this blue dust could be. Which makes sense, because it doesn't match up with their two theories. Yeah. Like, they're, they're two totally different theories, and like, like what the crap is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, blue dust. Um, so, which then again, like, it could, like, po- kind of quote to, like, uh, quote, kind of point to, like, drugs. Like drug related, something kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but that was kind of my initial thought. But then obviously, we'll see that yeah. it's, that's not the case. Um, so Warwick checks out the different medical centers, um, but there's no evidence. The other fingerprints on the car belong to people who rented it last, so this appears to be a dead end based on the tan lines, lack of money in the wallet, Walter's bruised face, Warwick's Warwick's, um, Warwick, hello. His Nick name is Warwick. And Warwick. Not Warwick's. <laughs> um, his theory um, stands a little strong for the uh, quote unquote robbery yep. um, theory. A flashback shows someone running into the middle of the road while Walter was driving. When Walter tries to avoid him, he crashed his car through the railing and stopped halfway over the cliff. The mystery person then held Walter at gunpoint, made him uh, give up his valuables. And forced him to sit in the back seat. After this was done, the man then pushed the car over the cliff. There's only one question. Why did the mystery person let Walter buckle a seatbelt? Which is true. It's true. Like, why would you do that? If you're going to, like, rob somebody, why would you care about their safety as you push them off a cliff? Yeah. (laughs) So, that is the least of your worries. Yeah. Um. So, which I I thought that was funny. It, like, debunked both of their theories. Mm -hmm. Um. So uh warwick goes through a catalog of shoe prints and finds a match to the ones that were in the dirt at the scene a size 11 converse all-star
0: okay i have a note about this so as soon as i saw those prints on the ground i was like those are converse everybody <laughs> knows what a converse print looks like and i, I wrote it down i said work if you don't know a converse soul print you don't need to be in forensics man yeah <laughs> and i i, That's I, I like it. that nick says that as well to him we like this soul is like forty years old, and <laughs> you don't know. What it looks you don't like. know. This he's like, I <laughs> had to be sure.
1: <laughs> Which is funny how they have a catalog of shoe prints. Yeah, I mean, it makes total. It's sense a, It's to actually have. kind of interesting. Yeah, um, to think a, about the shoes. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but yeah, he's like, <laughs> those are Converse, man. Yeah, like, those, duh, duh. Um, so, meanwhile, the mystery of the print, the scene, um, is from a tire that is commonly used in 1999, Bentley. Only three people in Vegas owned this car, and one of them reported stolen the week before. So, this kind of correlates with Warwick's theory. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when the car was found, it was found at a car wash being completely vacuumed and detailed. Of course it was. Of course it was. Um, so, there goes their theory. Um, Nick processes Walter's clothes and finds the same blue trace that was found on his fingerprints. Um, the trace comes back as silicon, uh, silicon blue dye, which is blue pull. Blue what? It's pull Q chalk. There we go. Oh, that's I right. Yeah. I, I couldn't pull, get my words Pull, pull out. Q chalk is kind that, of hard to that's say. That's hard to say. So yeah.
0: when Greg is in that scene where he yeah, runs so the trace for them.
1: He's working and that
0: lab coat. I just wrote. Somebody get Greg a better printer, cause that was like the 19th,
1: like. Like, get them a laser copier. And what's funny is that kind of Greg kind of plays with it, like kind of makes fun of them Fuck for making making <laughs> makin their little shenanigan bets. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, I, another. <laughs> so. When they... They kind of, like, go... Once they find out, like, what the um, blue dye is, Mm -hmm. they kind of go to, like, this little break room kind of thing and kind of bounce off their theories or whatever. (laughs) And Nick is, like, um... Because he looks disappointed in... Because his theory is just... Yeah, they take this
0: time to, like, summarize their theories and why they could both work and toss a
1: football around. Why is a football in the lab? I think it's just a fidgety thing. and (laughs) like, a fidget toy. (laughs) the 2000s we didn't have the fidget spinners the okay. freaking footballs yeah we gotta we had to actually use a football i mean i guess they have a uh
0: they have like a game boy or something in there too like a GameCube. yeah also so yeah. i guess they have so nick is sitting there out.
1: warwick is kind of pouting and nick is like want me to make you a bottle so you can go night night and warwick's <laughs> like want me to clack that jaw and make you go night night <laughs> i loved it i love it so much <laughs> there- <laughs> their chemistry is like spot
0: on. Yes, it's actors. great.
1: It's and it it continuously gets better. Like mm-hmm. it, it builds on that. So again, they compare their theories um, in this little break room. Nick's uh, hypothesis um, that Walter was playing pool in his fan uh, with his phantom driver, and the drunk driver crashed the car. the The driver got out of the car and ran off, leaving his friend in the back seat. Work agrees. That Walter was drinking and playing pool, but thinks he was driving alone. He was flagged down by a man, uh, skidded and hit the railing, bouncing on the edge. He was then robbed, forced into the back seat, and pushed over the edge. They admit that both scenarios work, but can be uh, can two solid theories, both backed by evidence, be correct. Um, to be sure, they must talk to Walter to find out what really happened.
0: Nick says a quote after he does his theory, that I wrote down because it's so stupid. It says, like a laxative, it works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who wrote that line? A, yeah, whoever know. did that analogy um, must have been having some poop troubles. It's like, troubles. Did you come up with
0: something else? <laughs> like a laxative, it works. That might be a saying that I just don't know. Uh, but maybe, it's yeah. Just, uh,
1: just, yeah. So funny. Lord Lord continue. Scene. Um. So, they go um, to the hospital, and Walter has woken up, and they're given two minutes to speak with him. Walter tells them that he gambled away all his money at the pool hall, including his watch and ring, and then tried to drive home very drunk. He swerved to avoid an oncoming truck and crashed into the guardrail. Now, in a tight spot, he moved to the back seat, buckled himself up, and waited for the car to um, go off the cliff. It turns out that buckling his seatbelt saved his life. The stolen Bentley could have been at the scene at any time over the last week. So poor Nick and Warwick look so defeated. They do. It's really sad. And the doctor that's like kind of behind him is like, oh, whatever, Dang. like <laughs> because of their bet. And uh, they look so defeated because none of their theories work. Mm-hmm. Um, the poor man was just drunk and how he thought to get in the back seat and put a seatbelt on. Adrenaline makes
0: know. you do crazy shit. Yes,
1: it does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they Nick and Warwick agree that the bet is over or uh, that the bet um there's no winner and no loser yep um however they choose to double it uh, double or nothing when alerted about another crime I'm like seriously like you just you just went Boys. through all of this and were hi- I think you're just e- your ego is just oh yeah they're they're very
0: much man's men are not they <laughs>
1: yeah and, uh, my only note for that section was Nick's kind of looking fine though girl. <laughs> He ain't got them parachute pants on again. No, he's wearing oh, like normal. He ain't like got pants. like wide uh, hips and anyway, then corduroys. Now that we've gotten to the end of our summaries, we might yes. as well
0: jump into uh, fashion. Dear Lord. So I had a few notes for fashion. Yes. Sarah's purple coat throughout this entire thing was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. She looked so cool. It I was, a was lot. like, I would wear this. Yeah. It was kind of a lot to have these big square buttons on it, but it looked really, I mean, really you cool. Know,
1: as long as you're comfortable. As long as you're comfortable. You know?
0: Uh, I also wrote uh, the mother of Royce Harmon, who had, like, that pillow with his voice in it. Oh, yes. She, again, yeah. she was wearing this, like, uh, black widow, like, pink bathrobe. So, like, she looks like she was a murderer, kind of, how she was dressed. She was a little creepy. She looked Not a little a bit, yeah. A little like, she's got, a she needs to talk to somebody. <clears throat> she needs a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I also mentioned Wart's pullover with a chest pocket. So, like, while he's sitting there listening to Nick and tossing the football, he's got this, like, zipper pullover on. And it's got, like, a pocket across his boots. Does it really? Yes. Yeah, I think it's a pocket. Otherwise, I don't know what it's for. <laughs> but looks <it's>, like, <laughs> a little pocket. It's <laughs> like, so just put his little snacks <laughs> in there. so funny. a piece of gum. And in the flashback from the bar... I said, somebody's wearing a glitter vest. Oh, dear. <laughs> like, real quick. I swear I saw it. I might be wrong. But...
1: <laughs> no, it's probably there uh, because it is a bar in the early 2000s. Yes. Um, so, you know, trashy. Yeah. Uh, Because that was a sketch bar that he was at anyway. Yes. So, but yeah, I agree. Uh, The, the fashion with Catherine was real simple. Mm-hmm. It was, was better this time. It was, yeah. yeah. We, ain't, we ain't got the belly showing.
0: Yeah, um, she, it, did, she looked very her, professional. Her
1: shirt was tucked in. It was long enough to tuck in. Okay. <laughs> Um. So her, yeah, I think everything was fairly. Yeah, it was a
0: fairly tame fashion.
1: It, episode. it was, yeah, except for Greg's shirt, which yeah, which is, we already talked about is fun because yeah. that's that's great. It, it's Greg's. Yeah. So we'll we can't we fast. can't complain about his his fashion choices. <laughs>
0: okay. So for does this hold up? I didn't have very many notes for does this hold up. The only thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is do CSIs typically go to scenes with the SWAT team? Oh. Do they do that? Because that's the thing, like, the CSIs always respond to the crime scenes because we're watching the CSIs show. Like, right. it's their show. So, right. in order for us to go to the crime scenes, they gotta go to the crime scenes. Right. I just... It's it, it's it maybe, something that bugs
1: me every time. Because I'm like, these are just, like... Does it depend on the, the type of case, maybe? Because, like, it's possibly. a high-profile, like, murder... Maybe. Versus a an And, accident? I mean, Grissom's
0: kind of directly involved, I guess, but...
1: Maybe. I don't know. It just, it kind of... I guess I just didn't realize that it was SWAT. I guess it was Yeah, I, it I just, like, rubs me the wrong way. Huh. I'm, I always notice it. Maybe it's just, like, the profile of the case that, like, just, just to keep them safe while they analyze it. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Unless
0: there... I guess. Unless there's evidence for them to take, like, that note for Grissom. Maybe that's something we research for next oh, time. Oh, you're talking
1: about the warehouse. Yeah, the warehouse. I think it's because, like, he is basically a wanted man mm-hmm. and they're breaching a warehouse and they don't know what's going to be in the warehouse yeah so that I, okay I can see why SWAT would be involved versus yeah I like can just, see why SWAT's regular involved. cops
0: I just don't know why they need Catherine and Grissom to go because But team. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in this case, it works out because Grissom's got to get that note, that quote yeah. unquote note that was left for him, yeah. and all of that stuff. But it's just something that I always notice. Like they're always, yeah, I not think about along. that.
1: Yeah, I think it's just like the the severity of the case, maybe. Yeah, um, for safety reasons, um, and plus that was a warehouse, so you don't know what you're going to walk into, kind of thing. Right. Um. So that may be why they. Did the SWAT thing? Yeah, that shows you how much I pay attention. Yeah, that's the only uh, thing I
0: had for. Does this hold up? You got anything?
1: Um, no i th- I think uh as far as that's concerned, I feel like everything was pretty realistic, pretty quote unquote pro- protocol. Yeah, that I've like heard of um just the watching. voice voice
0: matching technology is a thing. I don't know if it works exactly like how Mister Jazz producer did it, but yeah, voice comparison and analyzation is is it's, it's a pretty, thing people use all the time yeah. um fingerprints and then the powder ATM is, photos I mean
1: yeah those those are pretty standard I feel it like is. the protocol was pretty quote-unquote generic yeah of nothing too like is that really right the thing that know, was most
0: unbelievable was them figuring out those damn pictures and what those meant. That was like,
1: that was a little far fetched. Yeah, that's like it's one of It those, reads like, like
0: a college like literary analysis where you're just like kind of pulling out of your
1: ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Y'all are supposed to be f- professionals here. Um, don't be thinking that the, the dove means so, justice. the dove means justice. No, honey, that means peace. Uh, Everybody in America I'm gonna knows send that, that to that you means. all
0: the time. The dove means justice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh it's it, but okay, the fact that he had time to draw all that and like, I just, I don't know. People uh, Dude's weird. got way
0: too much time anyway. He
1: does, yeah. He seemed like a loner anyway, so yeah. you saw his warehouse. Right. Yeah. So
0: that kind of brings us to episode MVP. Who was is, who is your episode MVP?
1: This one? I feel like, I don't know if I can loop them into one, but yeah, I feel you like can. Nick. Nick and Warwick. Nick <laughs> and Warwick, not Alex or Vic
0: or Nick Warwick. and Alex. Or, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got you saying it now.
1: So, Nick um, and Nick. Nick and Warwick, I feel. They're precious. Are like the. And this is only episode eight. Yeah. I feel like their characters have really evolved.
0: They really have. They've and become they mesh like the together. fun. Yeah.
1: Like they're 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 the um comedy relief. Yeah, like as they you will. Like, like I like, said, the
0: chemistry between those two actors is like fantastic. Like they, they literally seem like they have like f- best. Friends. I feel like
1: it's even from the the previous episode that we just did on episode seven, mm-hmm. I feel like their relationship and their um like characters and stuff even evolved just from that just one Just from that one episode. One yeah. episode. Um, so, yeah, I would I would consider them as a lumped yeah. MVP um, for that. So. That's fair. Yeah.
0: Mine, I put mine down as Grissom simply because he kind of had to deal with a little bit of humble pie in this yeah. episode. Like, you you know, you can't always be two steps ahead. You can try, but right. somebody's going to cut you down to size eventually. And I feel like his character's really going to grow from that.
1: Yeah. So. He's, he kind of, like, took a step back. I'm like, dang. Like, Shoot. because he, He's a very logical person. Mm-hmm. Very, like... Scientific person, mm-hmm. very you know. So this one really kind of bite, bit him in the butt, like
0: yeah. And there's crap. like no, there's no like hardcore. I mean, you have like, um, like criminal minds and things like that, where they like study like criminals' brains. But right. there's no like hardcore science as to why this guy is doing what he's doing necessarily. Like it's something in his head that Grissom doesn't understand,
1: right? And mm-hmm. he he's kind of caught off guard by that because Mm -hmm. he feels like he can piece together the psychology of the crime just like the the previous episode Mm -hmm. um i feel like he could piece that together a little better and now this one is like well crap like why is he doing this yes you know he's trying to find a pattern he's trying to like stay ahead but he he just can't yep so no i agree with that yeah yep so grissom and nick and warwick
0: i guess it's time to rank the episode we've gone through all of our notes yeah so one through five how do you rank (laughs) anonymous
1: um i feel that we're around a three um because the heavy subject matter and then the comic relief i guess Mm -hmm. is kind of meshed well together but it's not like but it's i can also see why it was on the 50
0: yeah number 50 yeah
1: number 50 on the list
0: i feel like it's a very quintessential csi episode you've got your serious bit that like follows a serial killer or somebody mm-hmm. that they've been tracking for a while. And then you've got your one-off, like not comic relief, but like smaller case that can kind of have a little bit more fun with and all that stuff. Right. And yeah. you've got the whole team working on it. It's, it was a solid three Yeah. for me as well. I really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, we matched.
0: It was good. Great. Bus, thank you <laughs> lot. Yeah. So yes, I think yeah. this one's definitely a, a <clears throat> excuse me, three out of five. And I do think it deserves its rank at 50. For sure. From I was what we've about that. from what we've seen so far, I think it definitely does. I think the first episode that we watched was ranked way too high because I enjoyed Absolutely. this episode more. Yeah. Than that. So
1: Yeah, it's yeah. The subject matter was still pretty heavy. So it was. I can see why that one was ranked up high. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should have been in the top ten. No, definitely like not. A, even even this one I feel like is rightfully placed mm-hmm. in number fifty. I do too. Um so, I don't really have a problem, even though the subject matter is, is a little heavy. Um, because of a serial, serial killer, that's always a scary thing because that's not always a formula that you go by, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, whereas the other one was like shown as like a culty kind of thing, but then it was, but then it, it, it was more of an incest kind of more of an SVU type of thing, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to work on our own ranking list, um, yeah. which is going to be super exciting. I know. Because that does not need to be at number eight. No. Like, I, can, <laughs> I can think of plenty of things <laughs> that could be at number eight.
0: We will get there, and um, we will share our entire rankings at the end of this episode. Yes, but
1: absolutely.
0: Thank you all for sticking with us through this humdinger of a...
1: Of yes, a CSI yes. We're through bear two
0: episodes us. now
1: Yeah, Bear with us, this is a lot of fun We're still learning um, We're, we,
0: we had a big snafu trying to get our microphones to work In the meantime, between episodes Please check out our Instagram at And check out our email address Send us any episodes that maybe aren't on the top 50 list You can google the IMDB top 50 CSI episodes uh, If there's any episodes that you love That aren't in that list Shoot them to us in an email That's sendthistotracepod at gmail.com And maybe we might do some little, like, tiny little bonus episodes with some episodes that people suggest for us
1: yeah absolutely and especially if there's any greg nostalgia yes
0: um, that's another thing we yes. want to do uh because greg's in a lot of the episodes that we're not covering obviously everybody is yep. but there's some really nice little tidbits of greg that we've discovered watching through some of the other episodes yes, <laughs> that are so is good amazing. and we have to share them somehow so if you find any greg nostalgia or greg fun that you want to share with us mm-hmm. send in that our way as well
1: and it doesn't necessarily have to be in order unless you know yeah just no. send it to us as you come upon it and we'll make a note of it and 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 then we'll try to categorize Mm -hmm. how to we'll try to organize that in um but yeah definitely um and in the in the show notes we'll we'll put all like all of our references and our links and stuff um Mm -hmm. uh, as well
0: well thanks for hanging out with us guys talk to you later see you bye